Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ejections, overtime battles, and ref controversies. All that up next on Drew League Weekly. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We're back. Yes. We're back. Yes. Welcome to After Buzz Sports. This week we are Drew League Weekly. That's what we're talking about. The best pro-am yeah. in the country where you can see the top high school, college, and NBA and overseas prospects all on one court. Only place in the nation. I am your host, Jill Monroe. And of course, I'm not along. I got the guys with me, the crew. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore D'Angelo. Where can they find you? What it do? You know, you know my name is D'Angelo. You can hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV and at D'Angelo on Instagram. I appreciate the hand claps. You right. Know, right. The applause. Shout out to Ronnie in the booth. Ronnie in the booth. Shout out gentlemen. to Ronnie We in the booth. missed you last week. You man. missed me last that's, week? Oh, you guys can follow me at Stiletto Jill everywhere. Yeah. Check in. Check in. That, that seat's hot. It's hot over there. It's the hot seat? Yeah, I know. I, I don't want it no more. I can't handle the pressure. You did fine. I watched the show. I was like, oh, they're thriving yeah. without me. I miss we're it. We're, a, we're a nice we team. You too. We are. Pick it up. You yeah. know? Yes, we do. So we know that you guys think that we're a nice team and that you are here to talk about the Drew League and, of course, a little NBA offseason action. We're yes. going to get to that. Please. So much to discuss in Drew League Week 3. Now, as you know, we go out every week to check out the Drew League and we have our Game of the Week. It may not be your Game of the Week, but it's <laughs> our Game Tell of em. the Week. I mean, I just had to let you know last week we took a break for the 4th yep. of July holiday you know celebrating the birth of our nation or just getting drunk whatever your mood of preference was on that day or sleeping yeah. <laughs> sleeping relaxing all of that so we're going to talk about the Bulldogs versus Ascension and we were warned from the gate that this was going to be a very fiery. physical fiery contest yeah. and it lived up to that you know there was tempers flaring complaints about the ref and we even had double text on Big 50 Tyson, who obviously is a panel favorite. He's the star of our show. <laughs> he he <laughs> really is. If you guys game. have never been game. to the Drew League, you need to check out Big 50 Tyson. He's a large man with long locks, and he's on the floor putting in work. Not only will he take it back behind a three, sometimes ill-advised. <laughs> you Josh, know, on occasion, at times. Not he, this past game. Not no, this he, past he game. Awesome. He was awesome. They he all was in there awesome. doing work, and um, a guy that was on a was it Ascension that yeah. he was on? The body snatcher, number 11, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was a big-bodied guy that was in there doing work. Shashap. He was inside. <laughs> you know? Do we have a shashap sound effect, Ronnie? I don't think we do. I don't think that we, we do. Need we need to have a shashap. I, I want to loop that, though. <laughs> you got to loop that in. in. Loop that in. in my sentences. Okay. <laughs> so Ascension led most of the first half, but the Bulldogs refused to back down. So when we got to halftime, it was a 38-31 lead. I know that sounds a little far apart, but it actually was closer than what it was, especially with all the physical play. Tempers were flaring. Um, the trash talk got started early, even though the game became a little one-sided with um, 
you know, the Bulldogs going up. But what were your impressions from that game? I think well, I felt like it was It was obviously physical, but I mean from what we were being told on the side sideline from Keon actually is that they actually were friends. Like there were some people on on opposite sides of the teams that were friends. So at first I thought it was like some friendly banter. I mean you trash talk to your friends all the time, but as you can see it got like very heated. Yeah. Like extremely I think the refs had a hard time maintaining it too. And I think yeah. I think I know when I play my friends, there's more trash talking. Like it gets more heated yes. because, you know, that's family. But um I think that was but that played into the Bulldogs' hand because they do that every week. Right. And I feel like that's why they started to pull away because that's their comfort zone. And then from a basketball perspective, no one on Ascension wanted to shoot the basketball. They didn't like they have any they shooters. just did not shoot yeah. they, I mean I, we saw some guy just get a pass, open in the corner. Did nothing. Like yeah. literally, just stood there with he the ball, <laughs> took a dribble, and then just passed it. He was yeah. wide open for three for about three or four seconds, and that's an eternity in basketball. Right. They just didn't want to shoot the ball. Yeah, I, I just think the Bulldogs were a better team. They're a more physical team, and then Ascension probably just got a little frustrated and started picking at them a little bit. They yeah. wanted to be a little sneaky, silky smooth. That's what I'm trying to get out. Yeah. You know, yeah. just kind of play their game, not get too dirty and roughed up. So as I said, the ref was apparently new, a newer ref, and he ended up throwing both fifty and body snatcher out of the game. And let's be clear, they hung out on the sidelines because they wanted to maybe um, have a word with the ref once the game was over. Well, 50 left, right? 50 left, but he came back. Oh, yeah, he okay. did. He did came back. Both of them kind of chilled for a little they bit. They chilled, after. you know, watching to see what their team will do. Ultimately, the player of the game was for the Bulldogs, Speedy Blackman. Speedy! He had, he had a triple-double. Yep. You know, all the sauce, double. 10 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. And naturally, we always talk to the player of the game afterwards. So, D'Angelo got the scoop from Speedy on how he finessed his play in a very physical matchup. So, we're going to watch that clip now. They call him Speedy. They just beat down the essentials. You represent the Bulldogs. You got a triple-double, man. First of all, how do you feel about that, first of all? I feel real good because I know it's real hard to get a triple-double. Uh, I see LeBron get triple-doubles on a regular like it's nothing, but I, I know it's really hard getting a triple-double. Ten boards, man. Like, Comparing himself to LeBron. It's <laughs> always good. My cousin, Big 50, always owe me about not rebounding. I need some help. I need some help. So this game, I was in there. And the last game, I had played terrible. You know, every time I come and see y'all play the Bulldogs, I, y'all are yapping, y'all, y'all real fiery. What, what makes y'all seem like that? The egos, man. Everybody think, you know, that at some point in time, everybody was a leader for their team, so they feel like that's, that's what it is when it comes to each other. So that's probably what it is. But we all we all good, though, even when we argue. So you're down here at the Drew League. How long have you been a part of it? Um, Since 2010, I think. What brings you down here? I'm from here, so but my cousin like convinced me to play in it. So I just play with him all the time. I've been playing with the Bulldogs ever since. When you come, when we come down here, we see like athletes, we see high school recruits, we see guys in college. What about the? What can you say about the competition down here? The competition is good. Uh, most competition that you play against here, going they either gonna be above you or just at your level. Not too many gonna be under you. And so what, what people who may not see a lot of Julie games may not see you, what can you say about your game? What, what does your game represent? My game represents everything I've been through. The tough times I've been, I done had, and I play with a passion every time. And what's, what would you say is like your comparison, your style, like a player that really resembles you? Um, I can say Allen Iverson. AI. Yeah, I like AI. Mr. Triple Double 2 got 10 boards, 11 assists, 8 beat down. The Bulldogs won another game.
game. So thanks for joining us, man. Good luck with the rest of the season. All right, thank you. He got, right, he got that AI confidence. I give him that. I mean, confidence <laughs> is everything. And then if you have your cousin is 50, Tyson encouraging you on, yeah, making yeah. sure that you go hard in the paint or you're going to have to deal with him. You know. Hey, it worked. He got, you know, it 10 did. points, you know. They won by, like, 19 points. Was it 78, 59? Smashed them. Yeah, they smashed them. So, it was a lot of people that could have been, I feel like, playing the game. But it was pretty even across the board for them. No, but shout out to Speedy. I didn't mean that in any disrespectful no, way. No, no, no. We weren't taking Just Allen Iverson is more of a volume shooter. I thought Speedy was more of a team player. He kind of flowed within the offense more than Allen Iverson. Iverson would just take the ball and do whatever he can and shot and 25, 30 shots a game. That's not Speedy. Yeah. Okay. So, so Speedy, no disrespect. I wasn't disrespecting you. No, no, no. I didn't think. I, I didn't take think it as disrespect. Josh just wants that. to be clear. Well, no said, beef. I'm said, giving a basketball. Said, I, I put like Allen Iverson, and I was like, no. Asked him for an NBA comparison. No, you know? it's, it's he's a little guy. He's quick. I, mean, I think that's what he's thinking. Yeah. So speaking of NBA, of course there were return of NBA players to the Drew League this weekend. Freshly minted Nick Young, new Golden State Warrior, Laker fan, shed a tear. He was down there the same. Day, Should a tear the same day he, on the team. We, that Sorry. news broke too on Saturday. He was down there. To well, really, that's the right. He was. We saw him. That the news broke that he signed to the Warriors. Yeah. So he. You did think a the Laker fans thing. are upset though? Like actually. Um. You no, know. No. Can't be. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that Swaggy P served his yeah. time here. He also played for the Clippers. Served his time. Like I, I mean, I think he's you know <laughs> it was a mutually beneficial yeah. thing. He had his Hollywood relationship. You know, then that didn't work out because um things happen. And so you know. He's taking his cornrows and the swagisms up north to try and get a ring. Try. Try. <laughs> try. To get a yeah, ring. There's, you know, that's <laughs> some Listen, doubt. Some anything doubt. can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. Okay. So he was on the team MHP, most hated players, with DeMar DeRozan. And so, as I said, there was a lot of ref controversies this weekend. And this was actually Sunday's game. And it was a close one that MHP ended up losing to hometown favorites. We've covered hometown favorites before. Shout out to them and their staff, um, their team. But DeMar DeRozan lost his cool a little bit. We talk about passion in the Drew League and how we're really involved. DeMar ended up throwing a ball at the ref's head. We have the clip. So, of course, you know we got to check it out. I know you guys want to see it. Check it out. He didn't like the call. Popping off. Uh-oh. And you see the ref right there, kind of moving. The ref right in his head. The ref kind of dodged it. Did he give him a tee? Um, you know. No. This is what went down. So Jamar kept jawing at the ref after the play, and he continued to do so after the final buzzer, after he made his way to the locker room. Um, his team is two and five so far this season, so it's not looking good. They're in their last place in the division. You know, obviously, they want to make it to the upper echelons, the playoffs and semis, to try and go for a title. Um, I guess he's working through some little extra aggression. He didn't like the call. He wasn't feeling it. Shout out to, um, no, that's not Gold Net Basketball. Um, that was someone else that gave us that clip. Their logo's there. Thank you for that. We appreciate it. Um you know, he's working hard. He maybe yeah. he's thinking about how they're going to maintain the season and actually compete with the Cavs. I don't, I don't think Celtics. he's thinking about the Cavs and no. Celtics. Like. <laughs> he's a competitor, and I think that just speaks to yeah. how that these guys care about the game. I mean, that, that's all that really represents. I mean, it was the end of the game. Who knows like what was actually said before that, but I think that should just speak to how competitive these Julie games are. Also, he's an NBA All-Star. So you better I mean, I feel like you feel like you should win. You're on the court with a bunch of people who aren't even in your league. Right. So mm-hmm. you're going in there thinking, "All right, 
40-50 easy. Right. And I don't even think that's hyperbole. Like, he can absolutely get 40 or 50 easy in the Drew League. So I think when he goes in, I mean, we saw a game uh, he previously before cool. that, he's and he got smashed. Yeah. So that's two straight losses for teams that he's been on. He's from Compton on top of that. So he's playing in front of, like, hometown friends, family, things like that. I think it just got to him. I mean, at, you know, if I was an NBA player, if I was an NBA all-star, and I'm coming back to a league where, no offense to the people playing in the Drew, but they're not all NBA players. Right. You know? And Step I'm losing, your teammates up, Jamar. Yeah. What's going on? It's, Most it's, hated players, so. and nobody's got that. I, I mean, yeah, I Nick Young's on that team, too, right? I mean, and then we yeah, also we were, <laughs> And they were both on the court together. No NBA players on the other on yeah. hometown favorites. So that says a lot. That says a lot. Does. That shows yeah. the competition the Drew League. But then at the same time, I forgot what I was going to say. What was I going to say? Um, you know? What's my train of thought? That Nick, um, that Jamar's passionate, and he didn't mean it. <laughs> and it's okay that he threw the ball at the refs. Yeah, we'll just go with that. We're going to go with that? I like that. That's a good one. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, So, moving on. On. We have a dunk of the week. It's from Frank Nitty, who was the 2016 co-MVP. Frank he plays Nitty. on Birdie's Revenge. Now, this is the game, rapper The Games team. And, you know, Birdie's Revenge, that name is taken for the, one of my favorite movies above the rim. Tupac's role is Birdie. Anyway, <laughs> um, shout out to Pac. Uh, let's check out the dunk. It was definitely a rim snatcher. You know, he's That's familiar with snatcher. these. Nice. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go ahead, Ronnie, and roll that clip. <laughs> Don't jump, young man. Don't I mean, jump. He stared at him too, right after. I mean, did you see how calm? Like, like, oh just, my God, man, what is well, wrong he, with he, you? Ronnie, Ronnie, can you run that back if it's possible? He was verbally calm, but his eyes said everything. That's right, we want to see that one Ronnie, more time. Ronnie, can you, you run that stare, back? That's what you got to do. You got to stare at him right. right after you did it and not say nothing. You gotta just stare at him and just be like, yeah, that's what happened. That's How what do you I feel did. About that's it? what yeah. I did. Damn. And you yeah. see the game all up in his face, yeah, yeah. egging him on. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Yeah. All right, let's look at that one. See that stare? See, that's important. <laughs> that makes the duck better than it actually was. The stare down. Yeah. Look, and he just side eye like, yeah, it's I did all that. In the eyes. All in the eyes. Don't say nothing, don't show the facial expression, just look at him. Ask him how their day was. Right. Who after saw that. actually? We saw a dope dunk. What dunk did we see? Yeah, number eleven on. Uh, What's his name? I his name. He is great athlete. Everyone there was like, "Who is that?" Yeah, he was on. Home, wasn't yeah. he on hometown favorites? That was his first time playing. Yeah. Or the game before that, right? in between. Yeah, it was the game before the Bulldogs game against Ascension, and he number eleven on that team. He oh, okay. he was uber athletic. Yeah. Yeah, he was, and everyone there. That's what's funny. Everyone there. The people key on. Uh, the interview with the writer that we'll have, they all were like, who is that? Like, they didn't even know who he was, so he's a new face. Yeah, Keon don't know him. Yeah, then that's right. because Keon trained everybody. The key to the city. Yeah. Um. So, next up, really quick, we're going to talk to Aaron Williams. Aaron is the social media guru for the Drew League. He is <laughs> definitely a character. I heard he's not too great on the court on his own, but we won't talk about that. But he definitely keeps the timeline popping on Twitter along with the Snapchat for the Drew League. You guys should definitely make and, sure that you follow and, those. And, and, and who's the pretty host? Uh, <laughs> the pretty host interviewing them. I think that that's a young lady by the name of Jill Monroe. You know, yeah. a little yeah. something, a little something light. So yeah, check. Okay. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. Accolades on the air. Sports show anymore? <laughs> um, it's always a sports show. It's just sometimes, you know, little beauty grace is the timeline. Wow. We like that, right? Hey, Jill is always shutting it down. Shout out to your outfit right now, too. Holla, Jill. You know, I'm, I'm cute tonight. You know, Saturday. Yeah, 
We'll work on it. Um, but we talked to Aaron about the league, actually, how he keeps people entertained on the timeline. He also gave us a look into who are the teams that we should be looking out for for nice. the rest of the season. We're at week seven. So we want to check in with him and hear what he had to say. He gave us a lot to talk about, as well as look at some highlights. So. You. I'm Jill Monroe. We're live at the Drew League for After Buzz Sports, and we are here with the social media heartbeat of the Drew, Aaron Williams. Hi, Aaron. How are you today? Hey, what's up? I'm so, doing pretty good. I want to talk to you a little bit about the vibe that goes on at the Drew League. You keep the pace. Everybody's looking to you with your tweets and the social media. What's different about actually being here and what you put out? I think that it's – I can't really compress – Everything that's being done in the gym into little 140 character sentences. And more than that, I don't really want to overload people's timelines with stuff. I just want to say just enough to give them, like, the meanest case of FOMO ever so that they'll want to come <laughs> to the gym. Because nobody in the gym is checking. Look at the kids with like, the hoops. People outside are checking. The meanest so case of FOMO. See that and say, oh, I got to get in here. So I get in, you know, I'll get in a highlight or I'll, I'll tell a little story or I'll... Look at DeRosa mixing okay, him so up. about giving people FOMO, what are they missing out on today? Like, what would you say the best moments today so far have been? You miss out on the details. Like, I can give you a play-by-play, but you're not going to get 50's face when he hits the shot and you can't hear the trash talk. You're not going to hear the music that's being played and selected. Uh, DJ Unfree does a great job of selecting sound bites that that fit the situation. If someone does something silly, you know, he has a sound clip for that. If somebody does something nasty, he's got something for that. He's got player-specific sound clips where there are so many little elements that make it what it is and make it an experience that has to be experienced. And all I can do is just tell you what's happening on the court and tell you, hey, that face, you should have been here for that face. That moment, you should have been here for that moment. That look, you should have been here for that look. You should be he'd be here for the sound effects, for the music, and for the Druid. The Druid especially. <laughs> so <laughs> yes, shout out to the Druid. Yeah. So everybody should be looking out so for. Good. I think that everybody should be watching out for Houdini's problems because Houdini's problems is one of those teams that is just so nasty and consistent and they just they walk into every game and they play every game like it's the first and it's the last game they're ever going to play so they leave it all out on the floor and they just play punishing crushing defense and that's like the driving force behind their undefeated success in the season so I don't far see much defense and defense the at the drew league doesn't happen often right <laughs> don't let anybody lie to you about that Excuse you. I, no. Okay, so Drew League has defensive proudness as well as the dunks and the highlights. So we got Houdini's problems. What are the other two teams we need to be looking out for? I would say that you got to look out for uh, BB40 because BB40 was the champ last year. I don't think we've checked year, out BB40 play they yet. They are no, dangerous and they can be like ruthlessly efficient when they want to be. And again, they're one of those lockdown defensive teams. The, the Ware brothers will hunt for turnovers on the on the outs, on the outskirts and they can get into situations where you'll be trapped. I see a comeback. Okay, so that's two. What's the third team? Pressure's on. They don't look like a whole lot right now, but LA Unified was the champions two years ago. Um, because they had secret weapon James Harden come out. Um, he was unable to make all the games in the playoffs last year. If he shows up and makes all the playoff games this year. With his $228 million extension he just signed. He's going all to be. 
next to impossible for anybody to contain or, or to beat. So you'll have to find a way to beat the other players in their team. And that's really hard to do because they have really great players in Brandon Bowman, Dejon Thompson, uh, Scott Cutley, Bobby Brown, and Pooh Jetter. And then, of course, this year they also had Marvin Bagley come out. And if he comes out again, that's another really big body that's capable of scoring a lot of buckets at a very fast clip. Well, there you have it, straight from the social media guru here at the Drew League. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time. We actually saw LA Unified beat DeRozan's team, not this week, but the week before that. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo and I were there. Yep. See, and um, Bobby Brown actually is, plays for the Houston Rockets. So yeah. Yeah. Um, He can pull from anywhere. He can. Up from the three, he's um, played in China overseas, was a champion over there. So we actually talked to him, so we'll have that interview coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah. And then, of course, when we go to the Drew, we're always on the lookout for those fashion-forward individuals that are in the area looking special, looking hot, bringing their own flavor to the Drew League. So D'Angelo is always scanning the crowd. So if you're at the Drew League, make sure that you're looking fly. And if you spot us and we don't see you, flag us down so we can, you know, dip in the sauce. We like sauce. (laughs) Ragu. I I do like sauce. (laughs) See? So, <laughs> so naturally, D'Angelo got with one of the players, actually, this time, Eric yeah. Williams. He was chilling on the sideline. He plays for L.A. Loop, which was Keon Kindred, one of Keon's teams. We talked to Coach Keon a couple weeks ago. And D'Angelo got a little bit of information from Eric about his flavor, about what it's like to play in the Drew, and how he puts his little flyness together, right? A little, together, right? Yeah, a little, yeah, little, yeah. little bit. So mm-hmm. we're going to check that out. So we're live here at the Drew League, and we got, it's not too often I'm going to give somebody credit for outdressing me. We got Eric Williams here. You're looking pretty flocky. Tell everybody what you got on today. What's the look? Uh, I've just shot. Basically, I always stay. I love fashion. I picked it up a lot when I played out in Australia. Okay. Um, Just, I like, it might be, it's not expensive. I shop at Forever 21, you know, H&M. Shout out to S21 and H&M. Different colors. Sometimes I might have a red hat on with green jeans or, you know, red shoes with green or black. I love uh, the olive green. I see you got it on. You feel me? It's a good color. Fly, fly (laughs) color. Yeah, that's it. Nice summer fashion color. I like that. uh, You also play here at the Drew League as well. Absolutely. What kind of, what's brought you down to want to participate? Uh, Not brought me down. I feel like the Drew League bring you up. Like the local talent um, is great here. Now that the NBA players are really into it, Nike picked it up and sponsored it. it's amazing talent. There's some of the best talent in the world that come out and play. Really, you know. So if you don't even bring your A game, they're going to kick you out of the gym, you know, basically. We heard that. I've heard that NBA players, they got to bring it too. If not, they're getting called out. What? I guess, what, why is the culture like that? What makes it like that? I mean, like, don't just don't just take it easy when you get, come here. You can't think that you can take it easy because we, since you got a big name, we want to take your name from you. And the Drew, you know all the locals. We got great local players that actually can play on some of the top levels around the world, you know. So, <coughs> JaVale McGee. And we heard that happen. <laughs> might not be able to see your game. What's your game like? What do you bring on uh, a lot of energy. Um, I'm a mismatch for a lot of people. I can play inside. I can play outside. I can shoot the ball, put it on the floor a little bit. And, um, yeah, I'm a tough matchup with my energy, rebound. I can pretty much do it all. So you played abroad, you played in college, and you play here at the Drew League. What's the competition like comparatively to each type of league? I feel like um, overseas it's kind of tough because you might end up on a team where you're the only American, or you might be two Americans only, and they still want you to score 25, 30 points a game. 
with a double team or triple team on you. But Drew League, far as being ISO one-on-one, it really shows your defensive skills, one-on-one skills, and you got to be able to hold your own. And the Drew is the top talent in the world. You know, it's America. But overseas is definitely tough at times. If you if you can't you can't say like it's a lot. I seen NBA guys go overseas or top college guys go overseas and can't hold their own and get sent home. You know. So all right, back to fashion now. Yeah. What what do you what does having a clean fit do for you? Like why is that something that kind of like why do you come out and do that? You know. Um, I feel like it's just it's comfortable. I like I like looking nice. I love compliments. You know, when you look in the mirror, you dress up nice. I love staying fly. I go he does shopping, it for the I'm women. Buying, Basically, buying that's what I heard things too. that <laughs> most people probably won't put together. Shout I'm out a, to you, Put this together. What like, you know, you look at other stuff. I watch TV. Just like I say, I've been to Australia, Germany, China. You see them. Uh, mix up their styles, and uh, I really like that. And I, I'm becoming a real fan of fashion. So, who would you say is the best dress in the NBA when it comes to fashion? Um, I can give you some I, options if you want. Yeah, give me. We some. got Russ, who's like, you know, he does a lot. D Wade, Darrell Wright, who comes here, is a great dresser. Like a couple of options. Um, I like I like D Wade. D Wade stay clean and cut. Um, even like when I seen Tristan Thompson like dress up. Like Tristan Thompson Tristan fit, Thompson. like nice clean cut. His jeans oh, are a little tight. Just a couple of other guys. James Harden stay fresh. You know, uh, Russell Westbrook just like too, too, too mixed. Outlandish. Too outlandish. Too out there. Too out there. Like it's clean. Like, he dresses like a kindergartner. Trend, <laughs> not my style. Hey, he's one of those guys that I feel like he can get away with anything, but if I wear it. To come out with the high pants, look like it's pajama pants, you know. Yeah. Like he fresh, He's a like. But you sure you don't want to have yeah, the pants that, that come bit. like right here? <laughs> like, like, I wouldn't play. mind, but like I wouldn't have like ice creams on them, like it kind of like pajama yeah, pants yeah, yeah. or something, like you know. Because at first, back in the day, I wear a 7x t-shirt with some baggy jeans, a, a size God, 42, and I was 19. <laughs> I you know, so now even I see some of my friends coming with skinny jeans now, but I picked it up way faster because I went overseas and like two. 2010 and started picking up the you know the slimmer jeans and stuff in there. All right, so we got Eric Williams. Thanks for coming through. Appreciate our fashion you. fashion man of the week. Uh, check, come check out the Drew League. That's what we do. Check you guys later. So I mean, Josh D'Angelo, yes. who is your favorite um, professional athlete dresser? I don't have one. <laughs> you gotta have one. Listen, no. we've been no? this how many times? Josh, I, 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 Josh, I'm how many times do we have to go through this? I really do not like. You don't care. About I that just at don't all. care. I do like the shirt though. Shout out to Bronx native. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, do so. you have a pick? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. And I'm not like the big sports person, but I've told Ash, I've told Josh actually about this. Um, Victor Cruz. That's like, right. Okay, yeah, Victor okay. Victor Cruz is nice. He is sharp. It's the way he rocks. His attitude, personality, like the whole thing. He's smooth. That's a good one. A lot of people say Victor Cruz. That's a good one. What about you, Daniel? I think I like. I like Dwayne Wade's fashion a lot. It's like personable. It's not like too much. I feel like Russell Westbrook's is just. I can't wear that. I'm not even gonna say it's like bad, but shout out to Callianne, D Wade's stylist. We love her. Yes. What about you, Jill? Um. So my favorites are. I like Victor Cruz, which you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um. He wouldn't be in my top, but I do like the way he puts stuff together. D Wade, LeBron James. LeBron is a very. He has very classic grown man sort of style. Mm -hmm. I like even when he does things that are more fashion forward. It's still in a very tailored 
mannish way, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Because I know that, you know, we sort of ride the beat now and cross things out. So I like that he does that. He and, has a stylist too or no? Um, you know, he did at one point. I'm not sure if he still does, okay. but um, I like the choices that he makes. Um, I like some of what Russ does because I like that he's just himself. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I like what James Harden rocks. You can keep Cam. Cam's a little too matchy, Granimal Prince. Let me put my outfit Cam and together and like, lay it out. I feel like Cam and Mello are the same. Really? Mello I would give Mello better than always wears those I like think Mello's, weird hats. Mello's more Mello's, LeBron. Yeah, Mello's I more, LeBron. I think, like a traditional dresser. I would give him more of a classic dresser. He's not doing anything outlandish. Yeah. It's going to be nicely she's, tailored. She's the Draymond needs a stylist. Yeah, yeah, that could work. <laughs> <laughs> he needs a little assistance. He's he's in the right direction, but he needs a little bit of help. A little bit. So that's our fashion moment. <laughs> Since we're talking about the shout NBA. Shout out to male rompers, by the way. Shout out to male, male rompers. rompers. We see Ronnie has Cam up there rocking the his male rompers. The only person I've seen that look good in the On shout out to male rompers. <laughs> and and to Cam's credit, he rocked that before the um, romper craze hit Twitter with the did pitches. He? Yes, he did. He rocked that. Coachella. Coachella. I was going to say. That was back in April. Yeah, it's all about where you take it like yeah. that was a that was a venue that allowed that kind of look He's it did he could have put his flower crown on with it and been very cute <laughs> Six five two sixty. So I guess you know he get to fill it out a little different than most people. I mean, and that's not always a good thing. You it, know? it works out for. But it worked yeah. for Ken, it worked for him. I wasn't as mad at it as I thought that I would be. But mm-hmm. um, most of you should steer clear of that. Agreed. Okay, one hundred percent agree. Yes. All right, <laughs> now that we're all agreeing on that, let's talk about NBA free agency. We know mm-hmm. that for the most part it's passed and it's over. But one thing that has been lingering is Chris Paul's move to the Houston Rockets. You know, CP three hasn't really given a reason as to why he's changed. It's kind of been left open in the air. There have been rumors. Michael Eves on ESPN said that part of Chris's deal was that he was upset with how the preferential treatment he felt that Doc Rivers gave his son Austin. He wasn't as hard on other players. Chris has since actually just today wrote an article with undefeated, the players. Yeah. Uh, what was it undefeated? Mm-hmm. It was undefeated. Okay, where he denied those allegations. I don't think that Chris is being honest. I think that as the president of the NBA Players Association, it's not a good look for him to really express those thoughts. And I think that something had to give, and we know Chris can grade on players. What do you guys think about that? And ultimately, what do you think happens to the Clippers and the Rockets after these moves? I think it's a compelling question. I think um, Chris Paul, I mean, what is he going to say? I don't like Doc Rivers. Like, he can't say that. Yeah. I mean, he could. Uh, but... He there's could. no there's no positive to that. Or he could say well what he could say is if if true, there were times when I felt like Doc maybe eased up on Austin um or treated him differently than he did from the rest of us and as a team movement, it didn't feel right. Or yeah. I mean, because something obviously happened. Right, definitely. I, he's well. He what I, what he did say was like it was just this was it wasn't who's on the Clippers, it's who's on the Rockets. That's why I wanted to make the move. And I like I feel like there's nothing more he should say. Like maybe when he retires, he can throw them we under know the bus. That's but they're bullshit, still unemployed though. right now. He and James Harden both need the ball in their hands. How's that going to work? Is James Harden just going to be a wing? Yeah. All right. I completely believe Chris Paul. Listen, he knows the Clippers reached their ceiling. They're not going to the Western Conference Finals. I they might even that. make the second round from the, from here on out. Yeah. Blake Griffin constantly gets injured. Even when he's healthy, they don't really mesh. It's, it's just not working out in Los Angeles. I think he left for a team that could have made the Western Conference Finals last year. I think he likes James Harden. I think he likes D'Antoni's offensive system. Yes, James Harden needs the ball 
but he can play off the ball as well. He has played off the ball in his career. It's not like he was always a point guard. Last year was the first year he was a point guard. So you put the ball in Chris Paul's hands. He's the best floor general in the league, and you have Harden run the run the wing. They're going to be fine. They're going to yeah. be okay. I think he just left the Clippers for a better situation. I don't think it has anything to do with Austin Rivers. I think it has nothing to do with Austin Rivers or well, Doc Rivers. I, I don't. I, I just think he just went for a better situation. I wonder. I, I still wonder why he picked the Rockets over the Spurs. I don't know. Maybe the Spurs didn't have the weapons to get him in a, in a sign and trade. But I don't really get why. If your your goal is to win a championship, why are you picking the Rockets? The Rockets have shown me nothing to say that they can get past the Warriors, even with him on the Maybe team. Maybe he didn't want to deal with as much structure. The Spurs definitely have a Spurs way. Right. And, Could be. I, you know, maybe at this point... He wasn't looking for that type of coaching situation also. Well, how hard did they go after him? That's the question. That's more of the question. And then Chris Paul was traded for on top of that. It's not like Chris Paul just decided to go to Houston. He was traded for Um, him. I I think that he He, went to them and was like, hey, I'm going to leave. It wasn't the Clippers that did it. He said, I'm going to the Rockets. I'm going to leave. I'm going to the Rockets. You guys want to make a deal so you can not be left with nothing. No, he picked. That was his decision for sure. It sounds like it. Um, so real quick, I don't know if you guys saw today, Paul George went to OKC for the welcome. You know, they were outside cheering outside the gates. Are they kind of like that girlfriend that got broken up with or that boyfriend and now they're in a new relationship and they want to make it look like this is the best relationship ever. That's exactly So that there's no jealousy happening. That relationship sucks. They're they're not going to be anything this year. They're a four seed at best. Did you hear what, like, KD supposedly Jeez, reached yeah, out to... the truth. To... They're not better than Houston, San Antonio, or Those are good, good, great fans. That's all that really shows. Yeah, I mean... Thunder, OKC has one of the best fan bases yeah. in, the, in the country. That's all that shows. And that's what KD said. KD said that once you kind of get exposed to those fans, and they're the best fans on the planet... keep his mouth shut. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Thank you, I mean, but can, here's the thing, though, and you guys have said this, it, it was maybe a little taxing for him to play with Russell Westbrook. Yep. And, and so and you it will can't be for Paul George fall, as well. Yeah. So you think Paul George ends up with the Lakers anyway after yes. a year? Yes. You and don't think and that maybe, even mid, maybe even through midseason because if him and Russell can't click right away, if you're Oklahoma City, you only have Paul George for a year, so you have to get something for him. You're not going to ride out the rest of the season with Paul George if him and Russell Westbrook aren't clicking. So you have to be like, all right, we're going to lose him by the year. You might as well get something for him. You might trade him at the deadline. Mm-hmm. If him and Russell don't click right away, which I think is a huge possibility because it takes time to play with Russell Westbrook. He's not someone you can just throw into a lineup and then gradually you know, work your way into being comfortable with him. It's going to take time. It, I, it wouldn't surprise me if this fell flat in its face and they're trading Paul George by the deadline. But um, to the, here's the thing, though. The Lakers can afford to wait it out, especially under the right. scenario. Yeah. But he he might be a rental for like the Cavs for half a season. He might go from the Thunder to like the Cavs for half a season to the Lakers. He might have three or like if you count the Pacers, he might have four teams in a matter of a year. Oh, well, okay. That's yeah. interesting. Depending on how him and Westbrook click. And if, listen, Westbrook is a great individual talent. How he clicks with other teammates, though, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to do it with Paul George. I'm really not. I don't have as much faith in those people. Well, Russell like be a free agent as well. This and he hasn't signed season. his extension yeah. and he yet. He won't. Why, why would he? Um, they might both go to the Lakers, actually. Come home, Russ. Come home. <laughs> After all that crap he was talking about, Kevin, uh, about Kevin Durant leaving, though, you're going to leave too? Maybe. I think that would just go back to the whole same thing that Chris Paul is doing. There's but a ceiling you can reach with certain teams. Right. And know. at some point, a change of scenery can be good for everyone. The yeah. Paul George thing just from both ends. I mean, Pacers, you only get Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis. You could have got so much more for Paul George. Could they? I think that's the question. Maybe they I, couldn't. Maybe they couldn't mm, because yeah. people know that he was going to leave anyway and he had his sights I know, set on I the what the Celtics offer was. Yeah. But I know the Celtics offered something that was better. And I don't know. Oladipo, is, he's nice. He's a 16, he averaged 16 points per game for the past two years. But what is he really? He's an average shooting guard. He can slash, but he's not going to do much for you. He's not a franchise, you know, player. The Montes Sabonis is, you know, people are kind of down on him. 
and you're gonna give up your superstar for that. I think they could have done better. Um, your superstar that was walking out the door. So I don't really fault them for that. No, but you could have got. There's other teams that were clamoring for him. I mean, you know the Celtics. Well, they had a, they, but that one year rental when they didn't want to trade him to Eastern Conference teams, which I think, yeah, I think and that's thing. what the end was saying. Weird. I think it's complete. No, I, I don't think they wanted to trade him to a contender. I because think, they don't want to be contender anyway. Because, because, but they don't want to spite, play them four times a season. Not just either. that, but out of spite, when your when your superstar is leaving you and you know he's leaving you and he's announcing that he's leaving you and putting you in this awkward position, why would you put him in the best position possible for him? You want to put him in a, in a situation that's away from you and then he's not going to thrive in. It's out of spite. I would have done the same thing as yeah. a GM. It's that's like, right, you, no you want to screw me over? I'm going to screw you over. I'm going to say to Oklahoma City where you're not going to win anything. Yeah. You're going to be frustrated playing with Russell Westbrook. Enjoy living in Oklahoma for a year. I, believe, I think that's what it was because yeah. they didn't get any assets out of that trade. Yeah. yeah. None. So speaking of next year and the future, Summer League, you know, it's Lonzo. been all the rage. Lonzo Ball had a triple-double after an awful opening game. Um, I think that we're seeing the backlash of LeVar Ball's marketing ploy, which has done numbers. It's got the attention on him, but it also has gotten Lonzo some unfair enemies. We saw D'Angelo there peeping the crowd out, checking out his replacement, you know, and some other things. De'Aaron Fox actually got a little spicy because the Lakers pulled Lonzo for their matchup, said that he had a groin injury. They wanted to be cautious. And people were criticizing him for a summer league game. Do you guys think that people are being too hard on Lonzo and the yes. expectations yes. are too high? Absolutely. It's the summer league. Leave, leave him alone. <laughs> leave Lonzo alone! If you're going to direct any anger, direct it towards LeVar. Yeah. But LeVar did not sign with the Lakers dynasty. His son did, and LeVar just put the pressure well, on his he son. Well, Lonzo got drafted by the Lakers. Well, he didn't true. sign with the Lakers. Well, so yeah. it, it, it wasn't Lonzo's decision. Burbage. Technically, it wasn't mm-hmm. Lonzo's decision to be a Laker. I'm sure he wanted to be. That's the team he grew up watching and rooting for. But, no, I mean, I, listen, he's a second um, He's a second pick of the draft, so he does deserve some scrutiny if he doesn't do well. But, I mean, the amount that he's getting because of LeVar is crazy. But you know ESPN's gonna keep showing Lavar because he's great content. He's great content. <laughs> I think I think they. I really strongly think. I mean, those games are really exciting because Laker fans are going crazy. But those his the expectations for him need to be subsided. He has, we saw it. His his jump shot needs work. Like he's he's a great facilitator. He's gonna set other people up, but. I don't think he's going to be like a rookie of the year contender because he won't score enough. Oh, you don't think he's even no. going to be a contender? I, I really for think people of the need year? to weather their expectations. Well, some of it is because this rookie class is really effing good. Yeah. If you're watching, Dennis Smith is having an amazing summer league. De'Aaron Fox played well. Jason Tatum's playing very well. Mark Hill. Um, Donovan Mitchell had 30 something points today. So, like, there's a lot of talent in this year's Mark Hill, Ben Simmons. It yeah. goes down. Uh, people that yeah, will yeah, score. Yeah, Ben Simmons even played. Right. Yeah. There's just different, you know, there's a lot of players that can contribute to their teams right away and need to be. You know, Tatum's having a crazy camp right now. He's not going to be starting, though. So we're about 60 leagues, 60 leagues, 60 days out from yeah. the start of the season. You guys getting excited? Is Summer League getting you <laughs> yeah. amped up? I, I really, Are you excited I mean, as a Knicks fan, Josh? Yeah, seeing Dennis Smith Jr. score these points <laughs> yeah, to the Mavericks sorry. when we could have had him. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Carmel Anthony, trade drama. So excited. KP, not happy with the organization. Oh, I'm so excited. Let's go next. Tim Hardaway, baby. Uh, Tim yeah. Hardaway for $71 million. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Steve Mills. Genius. Genius. James Dolan, not having a GM right now, not giving the reins to, to Griffin when he wanted them. Awesome job, James Dolan. I'm so excited for this season. You're so about excited the for you to I mean, I love it. I so love it. Can't worst, wait to go to the garden. Okay, worst front, worst <laughs> drama from an yes. owner right now. Knicks or Knicks. what the Knicks. Cavs have done Knicks. by Knicks. under okay by <laughs> underbidding as far as oh, the, the GM. No okay, it's the Knicks. Well, there we go. Last thing, really quickly, the big three is rocking and Katino Mobley and Deshaun Stevenson. Katino Mobley hasn't played since 2008. 
said that they could beat some of the summer league rookies. Thoughts on that? Thoughts on that? As we oh, wrap yeah, up? I saw that. Uh, delusional. No, I don't think that's delusional Delus- at all. Del- you don't think it's delusional? No. No, I don't. Because what the rookies, what the summer league rookies have is athleticism. What the players have is, well, there won't be as much of an athletic disadvantage because they're playing once that one game. You know, they had to drop ten off of the big league games every week to they make the games. 10? Yeah, ten, it was playing till sixty. They had to drop it down to fifty. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. You that, know, shout out to Jason Williams. He's just, gone for the season. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. You're not gonna be on their side. They're not gonna be able to guard them. How are you going to guard a 18, 19 year You just can't stay in front of them. You're not going to be able to. You're not. They'll hit it from outside, I guess. They can shoot. They <laughs> that's can still that's shoot, what I think will happen, yeah. I mean, they can still shoot, but if, if, if an 18, 19-year-old athletic world talent is guarding you up and pressuring you as a 40, 50-year-old, you're not going to be able to get by that. You Who's, just 50? Who's 50? <laughs> Who's 50? Who's <laughs> 50? I'm joking. You know, you Look, that, you don't want to make the big three. The big three is out there saving fans I and giving it. them something to watch. It's, it's, watch fun, it. it's fun to I'd watch, watch it. but like Steven Jackson said that. Steven Jackson was saying, was popping all of them out about something. And I'm just like, you guys, listen, you were good while you were in the NBA and in your primes. Your time Embrace has it. passed. Your time has passed. Embrace playing one game a week for yeah. like and it's fun. an hour. It's cool to see these guys again, you know? But like, <laughs> Get just that feeling back. Stay in your lane. Stay in your, stay lane. In your lane like LeVar Ball. Well, we're going to be staying in our lane back here next week for Drew League Week 8. More interviews, more recaps, more Drew A. Make sure that you join us here on AfterBuzz Sports. We are so excited for you to be checking us out each week. Make sure you check me out at Stiletto Jill. Josh, where can they find you? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Please take out your phones. Go to your app store. Go to Anchor. Anchor. Download Anchor. Then follow 10-Minute Drill in the sports section. Me and AJ Kelly do a podcast about sports every day for your listening enjoyment. D'Angelo, where can they find you? Guys, thanks for checking us out. As always, it's always a pleasure. I'm D'Angelo. Hit me up on Twitter at D'Angelo TV and at D'Angelo on Instagram. That's all I got. And Ronnie in the booth, say goodbye. Ronnie! Ronnie! (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking us out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.